The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The 2020 New Orleans Saints season is almost here. For this season, join the best Saints fan community in the world, Saints Happy Hour. Connecting you with the most passionate Saints fans around for only 10 bucks a month. Come have fun and laugh with us. Get the Saints Happy Hour booze bundle as a welcome gift. Featuring four limited edition collector swag items not available in any stores. You'll also get members only access to the best Saints podcast every day completely ad free. And exclusive access to the Saints Happy Hour private Discord chat room where you can talk Saints football with our community members 24-7. And get access to special giveaways and prizes. Make 2020 Saints football more fun by joining Saints Happy Hour. Go to saintshappyhour.com. That's saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome into a special edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Andrew is excited about this guest, as I was when we had Bomani Jones. Andrew has wrestled in a fantastic guest. Andrew, tell them who 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 it is because you're so excited. Well, about it. I had I had to hold him at gunpoint to come on the show, uh, but I do appreciate him giving us some time. It's uh, top ten. Well, he he's been in the top ten. He's currently the number one ranked American tennis player in the world. Uh, it's John Isner. Uh, John, thanks for coming on the show, man. God, thanks for having me on, fellas. This, uh, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> so, John, let's talk about the first thing with tennis is. First question I have is, I'm a huge fan of the Lebertard show, Dan okay. Lebertard show, and they are degenerate gamblers. And yeah. how and how I was introduced to you is they gamble on prop bets on your match, how long they will last, if someone will score off your serve <laughs> in spe- in specific games. And uh, Stu Gotts and Mag Ryan won a ton of money because of you in 2018 Wimbledon. Uh, are you aware of this with them that they they gamble on you? during tennis matches actually i'm not i've i've been invited on the lebertard show before haven't been able to make it um i've been told that they've mentioned my name quite a bit it's not it's not a show that i watch too much but i mean hell like i i appreciate that i'm glad i'm glad i've made them a few bucks uh that actually puts a smile on my face so well, well John, I'm that glad I, that you made it a priority of coming on this show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> yeah. This, this I mean, is, if, I, if I ever was going to come on a show, it's this one. <laughs> John, uh, so let's talk uh, tennis for a minute. Um, you know, obviously COVID is affecting all sports and maybe tennis more than any other. And, um, you know, I, I think 
the issue with tennis obviously is just that it's an international sport. So it's either, there are challenges obviously with the NBA, with the NFL, but it's more wide reaching with tennis in the fact that you've got, you know, top 100 players on almost every continent and uh, the travel that's involved with just getting to venues, you know, and then fans that travel from all all over the world to go to these grand slams, it makes it really, really difficult. Can you speak to just kind of the state of tennis right now? I know the U S open is supposed to happen, although there's rumblings that they may decide to pull the plug and not do it. So Maybe yeah. just talk about the the where tennis is right now and your confidence level like for the future. Yeah, well, Andrew, I, I actually think think you you hit it on the head uh, right there, and in, in the sense that our sport, a lot of people have said, "Oh, well, tennis is the perfect social distancing sport." Well, I, you know, yes, tennis is the perfect social distancing sport, but the problem is the makeup of our tours, the ATP and the WTA tours is very difficult in this current pandemic situation, considering, as you just said, players are literally coming from all over the world. Uh, there are different countries all over the world that have different guidelines. There are different, different, you know, immigration rules, there's quarantine rules, there's this and that. And so that's what the main thing currently that the USGA is trying to unravel and fix for everyone is to, to get, to get rid of the mandatory two week quarantine from uh, you know, uh, Europeans coming into the United States, and then uh, after the Europeans finish playing in the United States, the EU needs to release those players to get back into Europe immediately, so they don't have to wait around in America for two weeks after after they they finish their U.S. Open. So there's a lot there's a lot involved to get these tournaments off the ground. I do applaud the USTA. They're trying everything in their power to to make it happen. Unfortunately, there's been some, you know, issues with, with other events that have popped up where players have contracted the virus that has maybe shined a bit of a negative light on our sport. And so, uh, look, there's a lot of hoops that the USGA has to go through to, to get the open to, to happen, but I know they're working hard and I do feel like most players want to play. I've, I've been a huge proponent of trying to get back to play as quick as possible because it's important. You know, you see all these other sports, um, you know, coming back late this month or, or in early August. And if that doesn't happen for tennis, I, I'm afraid we're going to be totally forgotten because it's, it's the U S open. It's one of our four biggest events and we need to need to get that on TV, just like all these uh, other sports are doing. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get back to, uh, your event in a second. Cause you, you actually, put something together and that's kind of dipping the toe in the water a little bit. So I want to talk about that, but you know, I think for us as football fans and just sports in general, it's kind of, it's been an opportunity with not much happening to be a little bit more nostalgic. And for you personally, uh, and I'm sorry to bring this up, John, I I know you probably secretly hate me for this, but it was the 10 year anniversary (laughs) of of you and Mahout having the, the famous 70 to 68 match at Wimbledon, uh, over 13 hours. Um, and my son was born that year and he's 10 now. So it just, it's just like, I can't believe that was 10 years ago. It's time flies, but I guess, what do you remember about that match? And does this, I mean, is this the number one moment for you as a tennis player or, or does it rank in the top five? Like in terms of just, you've beaten Federer 
on clay in Switzerland, Davis Cup. You've won Miami. So you, you've had probably, from a stake standpoint, higher profile wins. But this is the one that everyone talks about. So where does it rank for you personally? Yeah, no, that's, that's another good question. Um, you know, what I remember about that match is it is crazy to me, just as you said, that it was it was 10 years ago uh, to myself and uh, Nicola. It, it feels like, you know, it was about three or four years ago. I mean, the fact that that was in 2010 is just crazy to think about. I still remember it so vividly, of course. I mean, I was played a tennis match on the same court for, for 11 plus hours. It was, it was absolutely insane. It was an, it was an insane match to be a part of. Of course, I don't remember the whole match. There's so much about that fifth set. I don't remember at all, but uh, there's a lot of moments that during the course of that crazy long match that, that I do remember. And uh, did now that is 10 years later, um, I actually am now more comfortable talking about it in the immediate, in, in the immediate aftermath of that match. I did not want to talk about it at all. I could not escape that match whatsoever, you know, and, and rightfully so. I mean, people wanted to know about the match. Like I don't, you know, I never got mad at when people asked me that question, but it wasn't something that I enjoyed talking about. But now 10 years later, I, I do enjoy talking about it. I think it was a incredible, pretty special match uh, to be a part of. And, I was glad that I was part of that match and shared that court with my opponent, Mahout. And, you know, we did something really, really crazy that well, I can say sport this. we'll never, ever see again. Roger Federer, Yvonne Landel, you can talk about all the greats you want. They didn't have Andy Sandberg make an HBO sports yeah, mock mockumentary on them, that. right? We'll get back to the show in just a second. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. You need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devote gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Documentary or movie, whatever you call it. That was so disturbing, um, <laughs> you know, but look, how funny was Andy Samberg? And then you had the King of the North on there as well. So it was, it was uh, weird. That, that is, it is weird. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it like good comedy. It was really, it was weird. I feel like they made it and HBO thought it was going to be like for hijinks and comedy. And it's, it's really, it is really weird, but other tennis stars don't have that, John. Yeah, no, no. We, a lot of tennis stars do not have that. It was, it was. I think I hit the nail on the head there. It was pretty disturbing. <laughs> um, John, John, were you ever close to passing out in that match? Be honest. No, no. Uh, -uh. I mean, I never. Like, the one thing that helped is that we played or the conditions we played it. It was probably, you know, throughout the whole course of the three days, it was probably sixty-five degrees and no humidity, like not a lick of humidity at all. So that contributed and helped mm -hmm. in the sense that we were, we were able to play for for so long out there because the conditions were not tough to play in at all there was no wind there was no sun there was it was just kind of like perfect tranquil conditions not hot at all 
so that enabled us to to go for a long time. So I never never felt like I was going to pass out. Yeah, I was tired. My my legs were hurting. My my shoulder was hurting a little bit here and there. But uh, I think most importantly, I had a lot of adrenaline uh, coursing through my body uh, d- during the course of that match, and that's what that's what enabled me to uh, you know keep plugging away. Well, congrats on the milestone, man. That was uh, you know you never forget. You know, there's certain matches in your life you watch them as a tennis fan, you never forget them, and that was definitely one. Uh, but yeah, just looking at looking at uh, the event you played most recently in Atlanta, and I know you had a big hand in organizing this thing. And yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately, one of the players tested positive during the tournament for COVID, and you know, you kind of got a lot of scrutiny and a lot of uh, criticism for that. Uh, but you know, I mean, as a fan, I'm watching it and I'm like, holy shit, tennis is back. Uh, I, it was awesome to watch because, you know, I, I pay close attention to the top eight Americans and you had all, all top eight of them yeah. there and you guys are all playing against each other. And it just, it felt like a safe event. I mean, it, you could see the fans socially distance and you saw a crowd yeah. of, you know, maybe 25% capacity cause you wanted to make sure they, they were far apart. So no one was putting each other at risk and you, you saw masks, you saw no ball kids and, you know, you saw tennis balls that were, weren't being shared by the players and all that. So I thought you guys did a tremendous job of putting on a great event. Um, and it was fun to watch on TV, I guess, as we look towards the NFL season and you kind of just dipped your toe in the water, what advice do you have in general to sports after going through that experience and just like how you prepare to try this new normal, which is, having sports in a different way than what we're used to. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think what, as you mentioned, I, I, myself and some others did take some heat, uh, online, especially Twitter people, a lot of people in the, in the no fun club, in my opinion, tried to get us (laughs) to cancel the event once Francis tested positive. But the reality is, is no one outside of the staff and the players, no one, knew or knows how safe the event was, how socially distant we were from everyone, uh, from all the other players. So the way I look at it is this event was, I, we treated it like what the PGA tour is doing. They have seen some, there's been some unfortunate instances where some players have tested positive and they've simply, or their caddy has tested positive. They simply, they've simply just pulled them out of the field and the show, the show went on. And that, and that's what we did to a much smaller extent uh, in Atlanta. Francis had a positive, but we know that none of us were in close contact with them. None of us were hugging, high-fiving, sharing a meal, this and that. Like we yeah. just flat out weren't doing that. We did get tested subsequently. All of us were negative. Uh, we did the, we took all the right steps there, but uh, we didn't, um, you know, cave in to the pressure of, of people wanting to, to, for us to cancel the event. We kept going on with it. And I think in hindsight, it was definitely the right decision. Look, and well, as far as the other sports go, go like, I, I can't, that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard to say. I mean, what if, you know, heaven forbid, you know, 10 new Orleans saints players or something, you know, against the Panthers I actually probably wouldn't mind that. I was going to say you're secretly <laughs> they, they tested positive. So I don't know. I mean, teams and teams and leagues are going to have to have protocols and you just got to cross your fingers and hope that situations like that do not arise. Look, because teams are going to be put in these quote unquote bubbles. 
And if everyone, in my opinion, if these individuals do their part and if they're safe and they wear a mask and they keep their distance from everyone as best they possibly can, then that's going to give these teams in these leagues a very, very good chance to to succeed during this time. I mean, you're only as strong as, as your weakest link, in my opinion. So these, you know, everyone needs to take a lot of personal responsibility um, and a lot of pride in trying to get their sports back in a safe manner. Oh, my God. Men, start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower too. Oh, one of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. You need to try this out yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Your balls will thank you. Well, the one thing I was going to say, John, is for your event, and this is what I wanted to ask you about, you know, you said, you know, the outside world was saying cancel, cancel, cancel. But the thing that I noticed about your event is nobody internally said anything bad the players, the people that ran it. So to me, is that the key for all these sports is you got to make the people, the coaches, the players, the internal staff, they have to feel 100% confident that the NFL is doing everything possible because if if you know, it would have been different for you if a player had come out and said, "Hey, I didn't I thought that John didn't they didn't do what they needed to do." Then you start having problems. So it's the internal people that matter most. No, it's an excellent point, an excellent point. You can ask anyone involved with, with that event in Atlanta and everyone say it was super safe. And we literally up in our players' lounge, which everyone was, you know, my, my table was 10 feet away from the next person's table so forth and so on. We had this big players' lounge. We were not, the players were not allowed to get waters or Gatorades out of the refrigerator. That is no joke. Not one of us ever got, we had to, summon someone to put on gloves to grab a water and Gatorade for us. I mean, so that that's how safe and that's how safe we took it. Obviously, I think that's a little bit ridiculous. And I think it's ridiculous that we weren't able to to share tennis balls. I mean, I don't think like I don't know all the science behind it, but I feel like we we could be able to to use the same tennis balls. We didn't even have lines umpires on the court. We had one chair umpire and that's it. So uh, as I said, we know how how safe it was when you did bring up a good point if the players and the coaches and the staff and everyone internally knows that the product is being put on in a safe manner the outside noise does not matter at all what matters is is that everyone is happy and content with with how how you know 
for instance, our event was run or, or going forward, how these leagues are, are going to be run. And I'm very certain that they're going to have great guidelines and everyone's going to adhere to adhere to them as, as much as possible. All right, let's get to football. All right. So Saints Panthers rivalry here. I want to mm-hmm. talk about this for a minute. I hate Cam Newton, John. I love I him. Hate, I, I, I hate love him, him with every fiber of my being. And this dates down. I mean, I'm an LSU fan, too. So this dates yeah. back to Auburn and just what he did to LSU when he was at Auburn. And, you know, fast forward to the NFL. I am so glad that he's off your team. Good riddance. It's kind of like when Steve Smith, your buddy, retired. It's just like. That guy can't retire. He's all time Saints yeah. killer, Steve well, Smith. Look, yeah. look, you guys, you guys hate Cam Newton. How do y'all think I feel about Drew Brees? Now I don't what? hate the guy. I hate him because <laughs> he's so damn good. I but mean, here's the thing so about how do you think? How do you think I felt as a Panthers fan going up against the Saints and seeing Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and do all these people, you know, do their thing and always beat Carolina in the last second? It's agonizing. But here's Agonizing. the thing, John. I love Drew Brees as a person, but I do not like playing against that guy. But here's the thing about that where me and Andrew different on, on, on Cam. On Cam. I'm going to miss Cam gonna because miss. Cam in his post-game press conference was more fun to hate on than any mm-hmm. quarterback that the Saints faced in the last 10 years. His wardrobe, his weird things that he says after the game, his yeah. arrogance. You hated him? But God, he made it so much fun. Like and- There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. 
What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. And maybe I'd feel different if... This, if, if he had just dominated over the Saints and they didn't sweep him in 2017, maybe I'd feel different about it. But, man, he made it so much – he made it more fun. He's more fun than Matt Ryan's ever been, Andrew. That's my only uh-huh. point on Cam Newton. Look, look and, and Andrew, as Andrew said, he's an LSU fan. You know, you know, he initially didn't like Cam Newton because he was at Auburn. I'm a, I went to Georgia, so I didn't love Cam Newton mm. when he was at Auburn. He terrorized UGA when all, Auburn won their national championship. That's so, right. You look, boy, when Carolina drafted him, and when that the whole draft process is going, everyone oh, he was rising in the ranks. Like I, I at a certain point, I was like, wait a minute, this is the right thing. Like I want them to draft Cam Newton. This is going to be so badass to have this guy on our team. He's a once in a generation talent, and he and he really is. And you know, he's one of the simply put, he's not on the team anymore. We know that, but he's one of the greatest Panthers ever. Uh, Carolina was very close to winning a Super Bowl and you know the Carolina is one of those teams it's a small market team and not many people talk about the fact that they were 14 and 0 and went 15 and 1 when on the, on their way to the Super Bowl I mean that's that's one of the great all-time regular seasons and romped ever. in the I mean, playoffs so, by the way romped in the play the, they romped over Seattle and they romped yeah. over Carson Arizona yeah Arizona yeah I and mean, they I mean they destroyed two teams at home and look they didn't play great in the Super Bowl we know that but the fact of the matter is they went as a Carolina Panthers fan so I've been a fan now for the, since since their infancy in 95 they went 17 and 2 I mean you can't ask for anything more than that obviously a Super Bowl championship would have been nice but uh, that was that was one fun Here's year a question. As, as a Panthers fan Here's a question for you John and me and Andrew try to figure this out you know Saints 
We hate Atlanta. Number one rival. It's been for 50 years. They hate us. Definitely. We hate we hate them. And yeah. it's our own little thing. But with – and, you know, Tampa, we don't even think of them as a rival. Carolina, Saints fans, I think the players sort of hate – maybe hate each other more than yeah. the actual fans. But, like, for Carol, for your Carolina fan, like, who's the team that you're like, yeah. I, I hate them, I want them – to, I want I want to beat them, and not only do I want to beat them, I want to humiliate them. What's Carolina's team? What's your who's your it's, rival? Yeah, I mean, we talk about the the NFC South. It for me, it goes New Orleans, Atlanta, Tampa. I mean, I can't. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I can't stand New Orleans. I don't know why. I wonder what the, the all time head to head is. I so mean, good. It, feel, it feels like Carolina never beats New Orleans. I wonder what the all-time head-to-head is. It's probably pretty close. but You, you know close. why it feels that way, John? It's because it's true. Yeah, well, I don't know, exactly. man. They gave they, The Carolina would give it to the Saints in the 90s, I felt like. So yes. I, it's yeah, the, re, got, the record's got, probably about you even. You but some brutal teams before Drew Brees. So, um, yeah, look, I, for me, for me, it's the Saints. Uh, trying to, you know, the couple years ago, that playoff game in New Orleans, and that was – that was tough. We got you guys swept Carolina that year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, I mean, three, three games. I mean, that was that was tough. I remember uh, Gano missed like a twenty-three yard field goal or something. I mean, so much, so much went wrong. I mean, just, just are you guys are you guys ready? Are you guys ready for this head to head? You guys ready? Yeah, let's see it. Twenty-five to twenty-five. Wow, no way. dead even. That is incredible. I'm but you, that's because still, that's because Jake Delhomme is like. 25 and 0 against the Saints. Yeah, it feels like 40 to 10. Uh, so I was, I'm very surprised by that. But yeah, look, for, for me, it's the Saints. Uh, I, I really, really have a strong dislike for that team. Um, it's nothing against the personnel, nothing against them at all. It's just that. That's well, just... The, the thing that's weird for me when you look at the history of these two teams is that other than maybe AJ Klein more recently and yeah. John K- Casey as a kicker. Mm-hmm. We really haven't poached great Panthers, but you guys, I mean, you've They have gotten, a statue of Sam Mills outside their stadium. They have Sam Mills. Yeah. <laughs> they have Jake DeLome. They have Roman Harper. They have Mark Fields. Yeah. They have, who am I missing, Ralph? There's like, I'm missing Wesley like Walls. Games. Wesley Walls. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, there's you there's guys, all you these guys, saints. You, you guys, guys coach uh, them, and they're awesome. You guys took Teddy Ginn. I mean, Roman Harper wasn't, you know. He was on that good team, but like he wasn't, you know, it wasn't all that. He wasn't all that, in my opinion. But uh, I mean, the statue of Sam Mills outside your stadium really burns us. Well, you know that that is, you know, that's I mean, that's just a obviously that's where our mantra came from. You know, that's that's just a source of inspiration right there. But hey, look, that's you're exactly right. You named you you named off a, a lot of players that Carolina has poached, and you know, we took the born and bred. Louisiana boy made him a Carolina Panther for life, Jake DeLome. So, yeah. uh, that, you know, I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, he almost won a Super Bowl with him. So Jake DeLome in the second in half of that Super Bowl was ridiculous. He, he like, caught fire. Yep. Like, that one, is – that's opinion, as good a half opinion, as any quarterback has ever played in the Super yeah, Bowl. That was that is one of the most underrated Super Bowls. No one, for whatever reason, no one ever talks about no, that game being – one of the all-time greats. You see, you know, watch these highlight, these old school films on NFL Network or whatever. They don't ever bring that game up, and it really pisses me off. It was <laughs> an incredible game. There's so many little things when Carolina went for two twice, didn't get it. They should have been winning towards the end of the game, and there's some 
you know, decisions that, you know, always in hindsight, you, you go back and question and then, you know, Casey kicking him out of bounds, but like that, like that game does not get talked about for whatever reason. I think there was no points scored in the first or third quarters. It's like, there's some crazy numbers out there and all the points are scored in the second and the fourth quarter or something like that. And, and it was a high scoring game, but uh, that was that. I mean, really, realistically, that was my freshman year of college, I believe. And that was probably at the very height of my fandom as 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 a Panthers fan. Uh, you know, that was because I was living in North Carolina and, you know, I just felt a lot closer to the team. Then that was a tough one to swallow. Well, I, I mean, so being an LSU fan, you get you poach Brady from LSU and that that makes me want to puke but then <laughs> you also get Teddy Bridgewater so how are you feeling about this yeah. new look Panthers team coming into this season well I mean look you gotta like the fact that Teddy Teddy's at QB because you'll be hard-pressed to find anyone that says that can even say one bad thing about that guy so you can't at, 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 and, and you can't right so at, at, we know at, at the very least we're getting a super high character guy I mean how he got to Carolina is you know, Panthers fans maybe aren't that happy about that because me personally, and I speak for a lot of Panthers fans when I say that we really did love Cam Newton. But at the same time, you never really know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, what's been disappointing as a Panthers fan, I guess, recently is how a lot of these all-time greats have left the team disgruntled. And it seems to be a theme. You know, it starts with Steve Smith, my all-time favorite player. Uh, you have Thomas Davis kind of leave unhappy. Greg Olson, now he's in Seattle. He, you know, he wasn't happy about his another that all-time time. Saints and, killer, and, and Greg Olson. Him, he so. he almost beat the Saints on one leg. Remember that, Andrew? You yeah, said, oh, an Andrew was like, oh, don't worry about Greg Olson in the playoff game. He he's he he has one leg. I'm like that dude wrecks the Saints. I'm scared of him. Yeah, no, no, he's a, he's a, he's just you know he's a guy. He's always going to be in the right place at the right time. He's always going to block well. He's not going to blow you away with his speed. But I mean, hell, Seattle and Russell Wilson, I, when he's healthy, I mean, he's got his foot healthy now. Like he's he's one of the best in the league. So, no doubt. Well, I mean, well, I mean, I think the Vegas over under for this Panthers team is five and a half. Um. I don't know where, where I stand on that. I'm usually a big fan of, of a Panthers season play over, <laughs> but uh, this year I'm, I'm not so sure. I mean, Vegas has us as being the, the doormat in, in the NFC South, and that's just uh, – Well, they they gave your coach like a 10-year contract, so they're com- they're completely yeah. committed to him. So if he wants to tear which it down is, to which the Which is studs. insane, which is insane. Like I, <laughs> I just – I know other – I know other GMs and, and, and team owners are, are very unhappy about that because, I mean, that just – that set a crazy precedent. You hire a guy from college, I'm sure he's a great coach, but what, they give him eight, ten years or something eight, like that? I mean, it's – Eight years, $67 million, I think it was. Yeah, like, you know. Um, it's going to be great if he's terrible for us. Yeah, they're going to buy him <laughs> out, but, but, you know, but – I don't think. I mean, who knows? Like, we'll see. I mean, he rules always been known. He's been known for turning, you know, quote unquote programs around. And I don't think of an NFL team as a program, but he turned Temple around. He turned Baylor around. But it's a little bit different when you're when you're dealing with uh, professional players as opposed to college. But of course, wish him all, all wish him all the success. But you know, this this Panthers team is 
it's going to have a very, very different makeup. You know, McCaffrey's the face of the team. We know that, but there's no Cam. There's no Greg Olson. There's no Thomas Davis. Uh, and of course, there's no Luke Keekley. I mean, how massive of a departure is that? So, uh, could be, uh, it could be a lean year. We'll get back to the show in just a second. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. You need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devote gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline AG on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. (laughs) All right, John. So... Talk us through this scenario. You can either give us a specific story if you can think of one, or you can talk about it more broadly. But I'm just picturing you, and you're like, I don't know, in the second round of Beijing, you're about to play, you know, <clears throat> Cincinnato, you know, whatever. You're about, to, you're about to play some random tennis player in Beijing in the second round. And and it's like 4 a.m. and the Panthers are about to play a huge game. I, I'm just picturing this. And you're like, yeah. I, I've got to get a beer in me. I've got to watch this game. To hell with my match tomorrow morning. Like, if yeah. I win, great. If I lose, but I'm watching. Like, do you have any stories like that where you're oh, on the road and you're gosh. just trying to watch the Panthers? Gosh, yes. I mean, look, you, you get the NFL.com game pass. And the problem is, it's not that I, I set my alarm to watch the game at, at two in the morning, three in the morning, whenever it is, I go to bed, you know, telling myself, all right, I'm going to sleep through the night. And I'm just going to hope for good news. But the problem is, is my body wait, I wake up five minutes before kickoff and I look <laughs> at the clock and I go, shit, you know, what am I, I can't go to sleep now. So then I open up my computer and I'll watch a whole, you know, three-hour Panther game or, or, or a Georgia game. I've, I've had it in back-to-back nights. I remember watching a, one of those big Georgia LSU games uh, way back when in, in, in Beijing or one of those places, and then the very next middle of the night following it up with, uh, with the Panthers game, you know, some random 1 o'clock game that, that, that the Panthers had. So, you know, being a, being a huge fan is awesome, but it, can, it has its drawbacks when, when you're in weird time zones and you got to – you got to be rested to to play good tennis. Well, you're you're a total pro, John. I know that you uh, you take your career very serious. Obviously, uh, I mean you've been tremendously successful. But ha- have the Panthers? Do you feel like just going back over the course of your entire career, can the Panthers be blamed for any of your tennis losses? Um, no. At least, at least I, partially. I can't say that. I mean, look, there are some times where. You know, maybe I wish I had had a little bit more sleep as I, as I was just talking about. But you could have no, thrown Chris Winky under the bus, so. man. You could have thrown Say Chris. Win- you could have thrown Chris Winky under the bus, or some random quarterback <laughs> that they had before Cam Newton. No, I've been I've been super. I've been so distraught when I was in high school, like it, or middle school, and the Panthers when they would lose on Sunday, I would I would literally be miserable 
for the whole week. I could not watch Sports Center. I cannot watch NFL primetime with Boomer and Jackson. Like I could not do anything for a week until the Panthers played the following week and until they won their next game. I, I would I was a mess when the Panthers lost. As I that, got sounds, older, that sounds like me at the age of thirty nine. <laughs> As I've gotten older, um, I've mellowed out a, a little bit more, but and I'm still a massive Panthers fan. I mean, the Panthers have have, have been everything, everything. I like when they came to Charlotte, they came to North Carolina. I loved I loved the NFL before they came, but when they came, and I was like, that's it. I'm all in on the Panthers and. Uh, has it, it hasn't stopped. I remember when I first got on Twitter and uh, John was, you know, one of my first 50 follows. And I'll, I'll never forget it because one of the first tweets I ever saw from you, John, was bragging about Vinny Testaverde being like 100 years old and, and winning a couple games for the Panthers. <laughs> this guy. That's pretty funny because I, I, I think maybe in, during the – that year that he was, you know, quarterback in the Panthers, it was like week three or four. They were going over the injury reports around the whole league, and and you know you're watching watching on TV, and a lot of they put up these graphics, and they they normally highlight some guy's knee, or they highlight his elbow, or he's got a bad shoulder or a concussion, and his whole body, <laughs> and it said he's out for a week, so and so, due to quote general soreness <laughs> so that, was, uh, that was some uh that was some tough times as a panthers fan then i think um you know uh, jimmy clausen followed it up right after that or he was, he was just started the uh, next year and i'm blanking on the one quarterback that played uh, like saint pierre brian saint pierre is that right oh yeah brian saint pierre quarterback for the panthers um you know, there that was that was some tough times, but I think that's what all of that all of that stuff is what led to the uh, Panthers getting the number one pick and getting Cam. Final question, and then we'll let you get out of here, John. If you were in the U.S. Open final and you needed a hype man, who would be the best Panther to be your hype man to lead you on the court? I'm for tennis. Oh man. That's a good one. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of, of players that have that have led, you know, kind of done some Drew Brees type stuff in the huddle, but nothing's really come to mind. But for me, that hype man, without a doubt, is is Steve Smith. I mean, he is and my I am so partial. Like he will be <laughs> he's, a first he's come to Wimbledon to see you play, right? Yeah. Oh no, the Australian Open. He's, Aussie, he's Aussie, okay. play play a bunch of times. My first round match at the US Open last year, first round match, US Open. In my box was Steve Smith and Terrell Davis. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, you got two Hall of Famers, one Georgia Bulldog, and one this guy Steve has turned out to be a great friend of mine. Like, that was pretty surreal. But for me, it's it's Steve Smith. Uh, he's my, the toughest guy, pound for pound, and anyone would agree with that. I guarantee you ask Sean Payton that, and he would say – Sean Payton thing. loves him. Yeah, he loves him. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, coaches – Love, love him, but you know hate he hates this anything. podcast. But he loves Steve Smith. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. So Steve, no, it would it would be uh, it would be eighty nine for me. Steve Smith is grudgingly, you, all Saints fans. We just we just know we're just like yeah he's 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 awesome and we hate him because he torched the Saints, but we grudgingly respect him. John Isner, we cannot thank you enough 
for giving us time tonight. Guys, this has been awesome. Thanks for supporting us and allowing us to make great interviews like this happen. We will see you next time.